Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. A video of them with the fam, picture or video of them stunting, whatever their type of thing is. Instead of thinking it as thinking of it as a business and opportunity to start creating right now. So that's usually we, we lay it out like that to the, to the coaches. Here's what we're seeing. Here's what they, they could be doing. It's intercepted. Picked up by Alex Molden. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. So welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Thank you once again for all you listeners um, you are, you're valued and I want to always give, um, some tools for you guys to help you become better leaders, better at home, at work, whatever. And I get to have guests on my show that yes, they're friends of mine and some of them are new, new friends and some of my old friends, but I get to have them on because I get to have conversation with them that I know is going to impact me but also my listeners. And so I have a guest, his name is Pat Curran. He's uh, a sports marketing guru and he's, he's lived it and he helps athletes or former athletes really get the most out of their brand. And he's been doing this for a while. He has a great story. And he's going to help. He's going to help not just, I don't want to say not just athletes, but I think anybody, because we all have a brand. And I'm just now kind of understanding my brand 
and where that can take me. So, uh, Pat, welcome to the Shark Effect, my man. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. I've, you know, I've listened to a handful of episodes already before I even had ever had a conversation with you. And obviously, we've been talking over the last few weeks about some other stuff that we'll get into. But I'm, I'm glad that I'm on. I appreciate you having me. Yes, indeed. So, so Pat, man, tell me a little about it. To tell my listeners a little bit, a little bit about you and, and your story. Yeah, so I was a college football player. I was just a dude. I wasn't like you who got to play in the NFL for a bunch of years. And I played at Bowling Green, played under some ridiculous coaches. I'm watching football yesterday. I see one of my defensive back coaches, Vance Joseph, at the, with the oh. Arizona Cardinals. He's now a defensive coordinator there. So, I, But I had like Urban Meyer and all these ridiculous coaching uh, guys that coached us. From there, I went on and I coached at two different schools. I coached at Ashton University, Oberlin College. And then I coached some high school football. And as we were doing that, my brother and I had started our first company, which was basically helping high school athletes get recruited to play at the next level. Something we, we thought was super valuable. We had no idea. It was basically our mom trying to guide us through this process. She had no idea. Uh, so that was a, a, why we started that. And that was around 2010. And fast forward to about five years ago, we're doing a lot of marketing and branding out here in Los Angeles now. And in doing so, we would work, we worked with these big companies like USA Today, CBS Sports, uh, did some stuff at the UFC, Max Preps, which is a big high school market or media company. And in doing so, we worked with a lot of athletes and we saw a lot of athletes not taking advantage of the opportunity. They might, if they were pros, they might take it, take a check and that would be just one, one thing they do. They wouldn't be able to re-up or continue to work on the project or they'd just take the check and go. And I really didn't think of it as a, as a business. And we saw such an opportunity to really shift and work with athletes specifically on their marketing, their branding. They're all out, outside of the sport type stuff because of all the missed opportunities we, we saw. And so basically now what we do is work with athletes on their outside of the sport stuff, their Instagram, their Twitters, their YouTube, their Twitch, their TikToks, and creating brand partnerships through there. So like you said, it like what we do is, is athletes, but it correlates to any basically any walk of life. Mm, yeah man it's funny man you talking and I was like man I was that around I know it was around when I was playing but without the social media man I, I wish I would have had somebody that can just it wasn't I mean I did have a sports marketing guy but it was like you know it got me a shoe deal a Nike shoe deal got me a uh I think I had a cell phone I did like a nose strip deal. Okay. Um, the video game that was kind of built in into the the NFL PA the contracts and whatnot. So I get some you know a couple of G's every year for them using my likeness. But uh, I wish I would have known more about the opportunities. It's one thing to 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 be on the be on the team, right? Make it to the NFL, be on a team. But when you're starting and you're really you're out there and people start to get to know you, man, I wish I could have did something, you know, something yeah. a little bit more. And well, and, and to me, that's, that's, it's, it's such a massive opportunity to be a pro athlete, even to be a college athlete and some, for some people, high school athlete, the platform you're on is elevated from anybody else to try to start some business or brand or sell some t-shirts or whatever. So you've got that step ahead of everybody. For you, it was like five steps ahead because you're an NFL player. And, and I don't care if you're 
the 42nd guy on the team or you're the sixth DB and you just play special teams, there's an opportunity to, to build and showcase and build businesses. Now, now, especially as opposed to, you know, no social media when you played, even when I played, if I, you know, I graduated college in 06 for guys, my age, it was, and I'm 36, it, it would be a lot tougher, but for these guys now, the opportunities that they have to start building is unreal. I talked to a, a high school kid who's about to make an announcement on what school he's going to. And he just, hit, he just sent me a DM on Instagram the other day. And he was like, Hey, I, I'm announcing on Wednesday, you got ideas on what I can do. And I said, yeah, like let's don't necessarily think of this, this social media, this Instagram, again, I'm talking to a 17 year old at this point, but don't think of this as just trying to look cool for your boys or for girls or whatever you're trying to do. Think of this as a business because next year when this guy get, gets to go to college, he will be able to get paid not to go to school or not paid off. Uh, paid on his performance, but off his name, image, likeness, which is a new rule through the NCAA that that'll be uh, impacting athletes starting next year. But so, so start, and I gave him a handful of ideas on these are the things I would start to do to start building out for this. And this can happen as soon as today or as soon as Wednesday with your announcement. Wow. Yeah. And speaking of that, because I'm just now, I guess, understanding it might, you know, my son, I have a son who's a senior up at UW yeah. and he plays football, but it's like now, like when I was playing, they was just using our, on the video games, on the video games, they wouldn't, they wouldn't use our name, but they use my number. It was <laughs> you and he would look like you. Yeah. And it's like, man, I didn't get any, nothing from that. And, yeah. but now, or starting next year, they will get to be able to, um, use their their name and their likeness so yeah. how is that like what are those conversations sounding like from parents of kids that are in college right now or that are going to be going to college yeah i think it's well it's all over the place and we've talked you know and what we're doing so we shifted still obviously working with a bunch of pro athletes but shifted our messaging come may because of all this name image likeness thing so since may we're taking basically what we do, which is name, image, likeness stuff for pro athletes down at the college level. We've talked to 60 schools uh, from full universities, like I did with Tulane. I talked to over 300 athletes and staff and coaches to specific teams. And most of our, or not most, all of our conversations with specific teams have been with football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. And the opportunities, there, there's so many opportunities right now. The most creative people in the world are usually in that 18 to 25 range. And these people are so, a lot of them are so creative and a lot of them have these big platforms to use. I, I was looking, we were talking a little bit, we started to get an NBA draft stuff and you're like, don't, don't say anything right now. But so one guy, his name's Cole Anthony, he played in North Carolina. He's a, he'll be drafted uh, this week. Oh, that's Greg Anthony's son. Yeah. It is, it is Greg Anthony's son. Yeah. And he's got 517,000 followers on Instagram. And some of those are, are after his playing days, but most of those, he had hundreds of thousands as a player at North Carolina. He could be selling merch. He could be making money off a YouTube channel. He's on Twitch. So he's streaming, he's playing Call of Duty. He can be making money off memberships and people doing that. He would be making tons of money off brand deals through Instagram. His Twitter has like 50,000 followers the opportunities for a kid like that are endless. But I also think it starts when it could be a guy like me could have had opportunities who was as a sophomore, when I quit at the division one level, I was the fifth corner. 
and I was a backup on special teams. But but maybe I could have started. Uh, I had quick feet, so maybe I could have started this quick quick feet program that I bet you a bunch of local high school athletes in the Cleveland, Ohio area would have bought and paid for. So it's it's stuff like that. You know, opportunities we talked to about some other about some other athletes. We talked to a women's basketball coach, and she said, "I got a really good athlete, but." she's not going to play at the next level and she's an accounting major. Like how can this benefit her? And we said, well, why can't she start these opportunities, start these like financial literacy pieces and start teaching and educating people on campus and through her social media and people who have no idea that she's even, probably even a, a uh, finance major and have no idea what she wants to do in the future. They just know she's a basketball player and she's good, but now she can start creating these pieces uh, create tips, add value and benefit to her audience and people on campus and people who follow the accounts for the basketball team and for the campus. And then when she does start a business, I don't even know what she wants to do, but whatever that in, in the finance world, now she becomes a figurehead in that space for the people that follow her. And now she can convert that into some sort of business or consulting or, mm-hmm. and, and having nothing to do with basketball, except for the fact that she has an elevated platform. Yeah. And she's given value, right? Exactly. Yeah. So given something, she's giving them something that's going to help help their listeners or the followers. Yeah. So what are those conversations like with the with the uh, uh, the universities, like their coaches and the yeah the uh, the staff? How does that sound? Well, you you usually we're talking to coaches and they have no no idea what we're talking. We're basically speaking Spanish. They might understand some of the words, but they don't know what the hell we're saying. So we have to really break it down and show them ideas like that. Like the athlete was like, what do you do with or what, the coach? was like, what do you do with this athlete? Who's a, a finance major? Well, here's this idea. And for us, what we really want to be doing with college teams is breaking down and teaching them how to, to take their platform, take what they care about and create opportunities from it. And that's stuff they could be doing today. Uh, very, very few are doing today. And I think I've talked to you about this before, but most athletes on social what they're posting social is is you know for their friends or to attract whatever they're trying to attract on on a college campus and it's you know a picture of them picture or video of them in practice picture or video of them in a game picture or video of them with the fam picture or video of them stunting and whatever their type of thing is instead of thinking it as thinking of it as a business and opportunity to start creating right now. So that's usually we, we lay it out like that to the, to the coaches. Here's what we're seeing. Here's what they, they could be doing. Uh, now they can't start actually getting this money until next year, but you can start all this marketing and branding stuff today. That accounting manager can start creating those pieces today. I can start old Pat Curran could have started creating footwork drills and tips on my social to start building for that. Uh, we, we always use this example too. Maybe it's Usually when we're talking to a, a basketball or a football coach, we talk about, I don't care if it's your, your third string left tackle or your 15th player on your basketball team. Maybe they're very, very knowledgeable about the sport, never going to play really on the team and obviously not at the next level, but why can't they start creating almost like an, an analyst post-game show type thing? Maybe they're, you know, they're a broadcast major or something like that. And they can start creating these pieces to start being able to make it sellable for next year when this does open up or, Maybe they just have start their own podcast about college football or women's college basketball. Or actually, I talked to a, a basketball player two days ago who's a, she's a JUCO basketball player, a JUCO freshman, and she started a podcast 
for her JUCO team just to talk about women who do really cool stuff in sports. Oh, and wow. she talked to, she's talked to all these big names. If you go look at it, these WNBA players and people that are big in media, she talked to Megan Anderson, who's fighting for a UFC championship uh, up here upcoming pretty soon. And it's, it's like, if I would have reached out to all those people, I maybe could have got them on my podcast, but, but as a freshman basketball player, you have these opportunities where she can say, Hey, I'm a basketball player. Can you help me? And people will, will say yes. And so it's to us, it's always about laying it out. Here's, here's what we see and here are the opportunities and here's how you can start building for it. Mm. And that's, that's cool. Now with that, right. You get to see sides of athletes that maybe they're not very intentional about like because yeah. you know when you post on on ig or anything else you're showing a part of you like a part of your your character is showing up what's the advice that you would give to somebody who's in high school or in college that when they post how do they want to show up how do they yeah. want to be intentional I would always, I, I post about this constantly on my Instagram and Twitter is show us who you are. Give us a reason to care about you. So whatever that means, maybe it's that you work hard. Maybe that it's that you're funny. Maybe you're going through some crazy time and your, your uncle has cancer or something, or maybe, you know, like those, those types of things that become relatable to us is why we get invested in you and your process and why we give a damn about you. That, be, that makes us a fan and a follower on your social. And that, that's what leads to us buying that program that you have or buying the t-shirt you come out with. Or when you say, Hey, this is the kind of coffee I drink, try it, use this code. That's going to get us to do that. It's those relatable things that, that get us to take our fandom quote unquote to another level and to really invest in what you are selling to us as an athlete, as whatever, whatever you have to bring. I think showing us that you're different than every other athlete, not just talent wise, but showing us why we should care as opposed to just another basketball player or another person who plays tennis or soccer or whatever your sport is. Showing us the person, get us to care about you, the person, and then, then we'll get invested in your process and what you're doing with, with your sport. Mm, yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit off air about the, uh, you know, the NBA and these guys who are about to get drafted and whatnot. What are some, yeah. um, some things that you're seeing and some, uh, some uh, I want to say tips that you can be able to uh, to give these these young future millionaires. Yeah, I'm not seeing much. So this is we're two days out from the draft. Yeah, and I went in. I was starting to tell you this. I went in and looked at every potential first round in mock drafts, potential first round pick, and I'm not seeing one vlog, no real behind the scenes stuff. They've got some cool hype videos. I've seen a couple of guys, but I'd love to see your process. I'd love to see what's going on behind the scenes. Right now, there's you're not traveling to an NBA combine. You're not. How are you even practicing? How are you putting in work? How are you having conversations with all those teams? If you're Anthony Edwards, who's the the number one pick on most mock drafts, what's going on with you? What are you doing right now? And when I went on and looked, you're just not seeing much. And it's to me, it's it's no shade on the athlete specifically. To me, it comes down from management and agents, and I think they should do a better job of that because that that starts to build your brand and what goes on. So when Anthony Edwards gets drafted or James Wiseman gets drafted to Memphis where he's projected to go with the number two pick, it's uh, as, a, as a Memphis fan, I may not know who this guy is, and then he, all of a sudden he's on my team. 
And immediately what I want to do is I want to go follow him on social and see what he's about. But if I don't have anything to really dig into or dive into, then I don't, I mean, yeah, he's on my team, but like, there's no real investment to me off the jump. And that's why I think they should be building. I'd love to see vlogs. I'd love to see, so I'll, I'll backtrack. So Michael Pittman Jr., who was at USC, uh, his dad played in the league. Yep. Yep. Very good receiver and was drafted to Indianapolis. And I loved what he did. So a little different because they were actually able to have an NFL combine this past year. So 2020. So he was just drafted in April. I should backtrack and say that. And what he was doing throughout was taking you through his process. He, he did uh, pro day at his school, which is USC. He did combine and he told you like what here's what happened at the combine i went in i got tested for this i did this and we see the stuff that if we watch on tv but we don't get to see the behind the scenes of it so he's doing that then he's talked he did a, a draft day vlog he went from from twenty thousand subscribers on his youtube channel in january of this year to about a hundred thousand after he got drafted and now he's at like three hundred thousand here in mid-november and he's wow. making money. He's had millions and millions of views on there. He's making money off of that. And now he's starting to create other partnerships because people consume his stuff. People engage with what he's doing. So and all, all he was doing was just taking us through what he's doing, taking us through the process, showing us what's going on behind the scenes that we don't get to see. And it was, it was cool to see him. You know, he gets the call on draft day and him, his at the time girlfriend. Now they just got engaged. Beyonce and his brother and mom's around and dad and all these cool experiences that we don't normally get to see. He was able to, to just kind of peel back the curtain and say, here's, here's what's going on. I'm an NFL guy. I was a second round draft pick. I had some really cool stuff happen. Here's, here's what's going on. Here's me. What do you think? And I, I so love to see that with NBA guys. Exactly. I mean, exactly. And, and I don't know, you know, how intentional he was with like, all right, these are the things I want to show, or I'm just going to show you everything and, and you like it or you don't like it. But I, I really appreciated what he was doing. And it's obviously, it's going very well for him on his social right now. That's and he's good. making money off social. See, look at that. So, I, no. I, I was going to say a guy who, who also is a USC former receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster is my favorite guy on social. And I, I just heard this, somebody told me this. And I think he makes like 800,000-ish. He's on his last year of his rookie contract or maybe the he's year before he can paid. negotiate. Yeah, he's yeah. about to get paid. But what somebody told me, so again, 800K, somebody told me who, who knows this type of stuff that he makes six times more off the field than he does on the field. Are you kidding me already? And already. He's got a million subscribers on YouTube. He's got uh, Twitch. He does a very good job. Live streaming actually has a partnership with Caffeine, which is a streaming platform. He does a bunch of other different brand partnerships. But in just a couple of years, a second round draft pick has built all these off the field opportunities. And, it, and again, it's, it's more so just because he's creating and showing what's going on in his life. It's as simple as that a lot of times. Yeah. And you have to be able to, to show him vulnerability and that open up. Man, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking some of the, the shows that used to come on, it was on HBO and in ESPN where they saw the path to the draft. I'm just talking about yeah. NFL, but the path to the draft where they follow like three or four different different college athletes going through the draft process, right? The training, the, uh, you know, the nerve wracking, you know, where they're going to get picked. And then they follow them into training camp. Like that was, 
a really cool concept, how you get to see behind the scenes like you're talking about. Yeah. And, and I, who doesn't love that stuff? Everyone loves that stuff. That's that sort of content. Yeah. Now, to me, the flip is now I can own my content. I don't need ESPN to do that. I don't need CBS to do that. And they likely don't pay you for that either. And they make money off the ads and the different things and people watching. But I can do that on my YouTube channel. I might have to pay someone to do video for me, but I can do that. I can get the views. I can make the money. I can sell the partnerships. As an athlete, as a pro athlete going to the draft, you are, you're a media company. And I think more athletes should start thinking that way. Wow. Man, I'm thinking um, even myself, you know, I'm, I'm done with football, right? I've been done, but, um, right. the, you know, with my, with my speaking and my personal development coaching, like when I post, you know, my story just behind the scenes at home, like me and my wife, we have eight kids. And it's like, every time I post a little something that's going on in the background, you know, at home, I get so much interaction and it's like, man, it's just, you're opening up. You show them a yep. little bit of yourself and, and what you're about. Yep. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, okay, so some of the things that, that you see from, let's say, athletes, especially, let's just say just briefly, professional athletes, like yep. some of them is just all about the ads. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah. of them are all about like, buy this or listen to this or some of them are all about the ads and some of them you know that we've been talking about they're not putting anything out they're just showing cool pictures of them living large yeah. what yeah. is your take on that and what's your advice i think i mean pictures are great i'm always a video guy because i think you you feel it more when you can see and hear me and talk I think you feel what I'm trying to say as opposed to some picture of me looking away and pretending like I don't see the camera and then some captions, some rap lyrics or whatever, whatever 90% of people are doing. Uh, I, I talked about this and I remember we, we talked about this a little bit with Tua Tagovailoa. And so he, he was just drafted. I think he was the fifth pick to the Miami Dolphins and a big time guy coming out of Alabama, had an injury and people didn't necessarily know where, what was going to happen with that. Where's, is he going to slide draft wise? And, and then I look at his, his draft, or his social media right around his draft, and it was six of nine posts were paid ads. And then I, I recently just went back a couple of weeks ago and I looked at the same type of thing. I think it was seven of nine were paid ads on his, on his Instagram. And to me, I don't want to be sold anything. You always want to be giving value to your audience. If you're not, if you're just sell, 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 there's no authenticity to what you're trying to do here on social. And I feel like there's going to be less buy-in to what you're trying to do, which is build an audience and, and get them to buy into whatever you're selling at some point. So to me, it's, it should be flipped. It should be maybe three out of those nine or two out of those nine. And that can be, be a little high. The threes on the higher end. I'd, I'd like to see one, maybe, maybe two at the most, probably nine of being something that you're selling. Because if I'm just looking at stuff you're selling, and it's constantly just, hey, I'm making money off this product, buy this thing. I don't really have a reason to give a damn about what's going on in your social. I personally, I'm probably going to unfollow at some point pretty quickly if it's just ad, ad, ad. I want to, I want, like we've talked about value. Show me the value. He's got this really cool story, especially with, with him leading up to the draft. 
He's got this injury he's working with. What's he doing with it? How is he, what was his process? Was he going to see um, specialists on his hip? Was he doing special workouts around it? Uh, Probably don't show your struggles before the draft, but you can show us the positive things going on and, and stuff like that. So I, I, I had done a video for LaVisca Chenault Jr., who was a second round pick for the Jaguars, similar-ish to where he got hurt at the combine. And leading up to the draft, nobody knew where he was going to be. He looked, I saw he was as high as a a mid-round first or mid-first round pick before he got injured at the combine. Gets injured. You don't know what's going to happen. He actually had surgery. And we put together a video for him to where it showed you what happened on at the combine and then showed you his rehab process moving forward. And, and at first there was some struggles and he could barely do yoga at, you know, the, the week after. But by the time it got to six weeks later, which was when the draft was happening, he was doing drills at a pretty high level. And he showed you that. And we put the date on it. Here's what's going on. He used that almost as a selling tool to the NFL teams. Like, here's where, here's where I'm at. Show I'll show you that I can do basically everything I can do, everything I could do in six weeks. I might be a little hampered, but I'm back to whatever percent, a high percentage and a high elite status. And you can draft, you can trust to draft me. But what it also showed was to those now Jaguars fans after he was drafted is here's what's been going on in my world the last six weeks. And this is how hard I'm going to work. And this is how hard I'm going to work when I get to Jacksonville for your team. Mm. So I, I, I think I answered your question. I yeah, yeah. No, question no, you did. Now, here's another question. Like for former athletes that played, whether it's in college or in the pros, do we still have a platform? And, and if so, how do we how do we use that to uh, be able to, I don't know, make money or even build our platform for, for other things? Like, is yeah, it, is it yeah. too late for... For a guy like me, never. You can always slap an NFL on anything you do, and it it means something. You know, you could be the the dumbest of the dumb guy in the world, but say I was an NFL player, and somebody's gonna buy whatever you're selling because you were an NFL player. And to to me, I, I see a lot of people who are my, again my age at 36 who struggle with social media, and especially older dudes that are in your range in the the four, in their 40s. But you can still start building all this stuff. People, you have a name. You go back to Oregon. I don't know. Are you? Did you? Where were you in high school? Are you in Colorado. Michigan? Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you still have a name there. And if you don't have a name with the young kids, you got a name with pops or with moms who might let. Let's say you have a footwork type concept still. So there, you you still have the opportunity to create and grow from there. No, no doubt about that. But I always ask people. This is you know retired athletes. I've talked to a handful. But even with the pro athletes and the college athletes that, that we talk to is like, what, why are you doing this? What are you trying to build? What are you passionate about? And then how can you build around that? So take this passion for you. Maybe it's, it is speaking. Maybe you didn't know that 15 years ago or something, but now, you know, it is speaking. So how can you create around this? You, you've still got all these massive opportunities. You can reach out to people I could never get in touch with. What for you, the NFL PA is obviously a massive source. The hundreds of players you played with, I'm sure, is, is a big time resource. The, the places you played at, you could probably go back and, and use that as a resource. So there's there's no doubt there's time. My mom's 60 in a couple of weeks. 
I and she was a high school I don't know basketball player I, you know, wasn't anything special and so she doesn't have that athlete realm but I always tell her she could start building she sells blinds she's a works in the school and then her side gig is selling blinds to houses that's I've always told her you can start building a business from this why can't you start you you've got to add value you've got to put in a little bit of time for sure and then you've got to start thinking more of a business and not just posting here's my grandkids type stuff <laughs> uh yeah yeah for sure well man um is there any any other tips that you can be able to give people, whether you're athletes or like the the, the moms out there? Is there any other <laughs> tips you can give them in terms of like marketing and branding? How I would I know you use this, you use this word earlier. I would be intentional with what you do on social media. I you know I, even myself five years ago I probably would have posted more just me hanging out and BSing. I do that from time to time. So you can say, Hey, I'm a good dude. Or I'm, you might think I'm funny or like, whatever you see, I got this little dude running around the house. So I'll, I'll do that, but much less than I used to. I'm trying to provide value. So be essential, intentional, provide value and understand your market. I don't know what your market is as opposed to my market, but when people are posting, think intentionally about that market, Somebody's trying to call me through. They're probably trying to ask me about that. I don't know if you heard that come through on your end, but but uh, uh, think about your market. Your market, the, your followers, the people that you want to buy your product or whatever you're selling might be different. Your current market, I should say, might be different than the market you want to attract. So how can you attract that market? And then put in some work on social. I think the, the biggest missed opportunity on social is people leaving their own page. And go have conversations with other people. Myself, I'm, I'm obviously looking to create conversations with athletes that we want to work with. So I, I'm constantly, I'm on other people's pages. I'll post my thing. I, I don't care if I get any views or any, actually I want views, but no likes, I should say, no comments. I'm different than what I want other people to do because my people are too cool to comment and like. I know that already. But but if you if you if you have a footwork program for you like let's say that's I keep going back to that one but let's say that's your thing, I'd be all over high school athletes commenting on their pages. Go to the Max Preps of the world, which is a big high school uh, platform. Go to the Rivals, which is a recruiting high school thing, and be commenting to those people. Create conversations with the people in the markets and the places you want to be in, and then start building relationships. So they come back to your page, they see the quality content and they see whatever you're trying to sell in the back end too. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Man, um, and I'm excited, you know, with the partnership that we've kind of put together with yeah. my, you know, with my my course that's that's specific to to athletes and helping them figure out what their passion and their purpose is. And so yeah. I know you'll be have a have a part in there with a, a module on brand development and, and whatnot. So um, that's going to be, you know, that's on the beginning phases of that. And we'll be dropping that here shortly, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that to be able to have, to give value to, uh, to athletes, whether they're former athletes or if they're right in the mix now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you uh, drop us, because man, I love following you on on uh, social. Man, you have some great content. Can you share like, your social media? Yeah, I'm at Pat 
underscore current media on Instagram and Twitter. That's why I'm really active. It's at Pat underscore current media and current is spelled C-U-R-R-A-N. What I try to do for my social, and again, I'm talking athletes specifically, but it really, most of it correlates to anybody is give value to them. And I, I get this all the time from random ass people, people who reach out to me. I had a guy who's drafted two years ago in the NBA, somehow came on my page. I had a high school kid. I told you DM me the other day. I had a, an athlete who's going to be in the UFC pretty soon. I don't know where she found or saw my stuff, but was like, Hey, I appreciate you sharing this. I, I it helped me a ton. And I just did something like that. And that's anything from, uh, you know, like showing what, Alex Molden's doing and he's doing a great job with or what I'd improve I talked about Cole Anthony today the NBA guy the NBA draftee uh, what I liked what he was doing and then what I would improve what he's doing I don't typically talk about the athletes I work with I usually talk about other people but I'm giving examples and value to any athlete who would follow what I'm doing yeah that's my goal at least no no it's 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 very impactful, man. I, I learned something every time you you dive into something like that. I was like, oh man, I, I didn't think of it like that, or, mm. or I didn't look at it from that lens, you know, from a professional. Yeah. Field. So uh, I, I think the the one advantage we have is that we didn't grow up in this agency marketing world like most other agents and managers do for athletes. So we come from this outside perspective, and we see all these things that they're missing, and that's what we try to pull out and on social media. Yeah, and I think there's a huge opportunity, especially for you now moving forward with these college athletes looking to build a brand and the profit from that. I think it's going to be huge for for, for yourself and in companies like you, man. I think mm-hmm. yeah, the sky's the limit. Share um your website. What's your current website? media currentmedia.co. So current again is C-U-R-R-A-N media dot C-O, not dot com, dot co. Dot co. All right. Well, you know, I, I like to scrape the plate, man. Is there anything, is there any question I should ask you that I did? So that's is there any that's other a good question? Flipping it back. I want I want I mean, all the tips. I think <laughs> I think that's the gist of it. Anyone who has questions ever can DM me. I love coming up with an idea for somebody. It's almost like a challenge. If somebody hits me up and they're like, Hey, what do you think about this? I had a, I told you, I spoke with the Tulane athletic department and I had a kid who's a tennis player on the team hit me up and was like, Hey, I want to make money being a tennis player. We don't get the eyes that, that basketball players do. What, what should I do? I was like, well, first thing I went on his Instagram and it was, it was private. So unblock yourself. One, two, I, I went and I looked at other tennis, same concept I talked about getting, leaving your page. And I looked at other tennis pages and I said, why don't you get on here? There's 150 comments on this page and 125 on this post, get on there and start having conversations with people in your market. So I said that to say, I like, I like challenges and, and people asking questions. So do that as far as a question that you should have asked that you did it. I don't really have anything for that. I think we talked about a lot. Hopefully yeah. people got something out of it and hopefully they, they will take action. The one thing I do see that I don't love is that I, I will have a conversation with somebody. I'll take time out of my day. A lot of times I'll do it even for free just to have an intro call. And then they're like, great, love it. Gonna start that and never do because they're worried about it being too not good enough and, and they think it needs to be this perfect and blah 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 just do it i mean if you've got a phone 
and you can have a conversation and say something that has value or show them your drill that you're doing that has value, just do it. Don't worry about everything looking perfect. I promise you on your Instagram feed, you care way more than anybody else does what it looks like. So just throw it up and roll with it. And if it's not great, make a better one next time. There you go. There you go. Well, Pat, man, hey, I look forward to having you on the Shark Effect again. I look forward to our me and you continued partnership. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I greatly appreciate you and your time and your expertise. Appreciate it, Alex. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes, but I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different, okay? So make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.